Welcome to episode number 156 of Take Him With You for January 29th, 2012. This week, a really cool podcast that will uh, leave you motivated and excited about a healthier you in 2012. Don't you think, Aim? Yeah, by the way, this is Amy Moyer, and you are... I'm Rick Moyer. And this is Taken With You. So stick around. It's going to be great. Our interview with Rick Pete, who's lost over 100 pounds in about a year. Stick around. Dear, what a crazy uh, week it has been yet once again. Yes. Yeah. But it's been a good week. Yeah, I think so. And we'll be back to talk about what our week held and to introduce the cool interview that we did with our friend Rick Pete all the way from Crystal Lake, Illinois. Stick around. And you people, you're all astronauts on some kind of Star Trek. We are indeed seeking Star Trek. And if you want to seek Star Trek, then why don't you try Trek News and Views, the latest news and views on what's going on in the Star Trek world. Your life, as it has been, is over. Oh my. Oh my indeed, George. We also have a little gossip at the end of each program about a certain subject, be it Romulans, Klingons, or whatever takes our fancy. Feel free to drop us a line and join in. Trek News and Views, via Podbean or iTunes. Check it out. That's my friend Colin from the UK, and he's got a cool podcast that you should listen to. So uh, thank you, Colin, for sending your promo in. You rock. <laughs> he does. Yeah. So this week has been crazy. Um, we're getting ready. Uh, we had we celebrated my son's birth, or our son's birthday, mm-hmm. uh, 22 years old, and we had a great time here at the house and, and Catherine had a monumental happening this last week yeah she passed her driver's written exam yes so then we have a schedule for her her drive this next week after her 16th birthday yeah she's going to be taking your test to see if she can get her actual license and so this weekend we have a bunch of her friends coming over yeah and they're going to have a party a birthday bash yeah. and um then 
Sunday we have church, and I think you have some work to yeah, do. Yeah, it'll depend. I, I, I might be going to church. I might not. depends on what happens work-wise. Yeah. Well, see, we had, by the way, thank you everybody for praying for us because mm-hmm. for a while there I didn't have any work, and now all of a sudden I have a bunch of work. So Yay. this is great. I did an audio book <laughs> this week and uh, uh, did some duplicating services, and then I also am uh, working now on a jingle for a community college. Yeah. Quite fun. Yep, it's work. So yeah. it's So thank you, God, and thank you, good. all of you who prayed for me to get work, because I really needed it. Yes. yes and I put a lot right. of bids into Pray I win more bids. Mm-hmm. And um, then Monday is our daughter's real birthday. And so... Um, Not her fake one. Well, we're having, you know, how sometimes to have friend parties, you have to yeah. do that on the weekend. So sure. she's having her friend party early. And then Monday, she's ordered a... A roast and potatoes. Yeah, I'm going to make a roast for her. Um, She likes roast. Roast. Roasted beef. So we're having that Mm. on Monday. Mm. And um, so Mm. it's not a whole cow, just a little like Chuck roast or something. Not a whole cow. I didn't know Chuck was a roast. Well, yeah. So, um, yeah, we have lots of things going on. And we had our son's birthday dinner last week. And now we're going to have my daughter's birthday dinner and, and a, a friend party in between. So quite the busy happenings here. And in between all that, we're working and doing our podcast. and Lots of stuff. Lots of stuff. But it's good stuff. So that's very, very thankful. Very um Happy to have family and friends to celebrate life with. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. So is that <laughs> all that's happening at our house? <laughs> I guess so. You're, you're hilarious. She all wants right, to hurry please. up and do this so we can. The interview went kind of long. With uh, We've already done the interview, so now we're going to play it for you. Mm-hmm. It went kind of long, but it was really, it really was good. And really we didn't good. We didn't want to cut anything out. So, so uh, we're trying we're ta- to be quick about really, this. We're going really fast, really, really fast like this, and then we're going to introduce the interview, and then you get to listen to that. So why don't you introduce the interview there? <laughs> okay. This is an interview with our good friend Rick Pete from Crystal Lake, Illinois, over by Chicago. And he uh, recent, well, in the last year or so, he had uh, some health scares go on, found out he had diabetes and, and was uh, really kind of freaking out about that. He changed his lifestyle, started eating more healthy and uh, exercising, and has lost 112 pounds. And so we interviewed him on uh, how he did it, and he, I think it's very encouraging. Um, basically, he says if, if he can do it, anybody can do it. And then he gives some very practical tips on getting started. And uh, it was just really, it was a very encouraging and uplifting interview. Um, and we have about an hour of it for you to listen to, and I think you'll really enjoy it. So if you are looking to be a little more healthy, uh, be a little more motivated uh, so that you don't have to deal with the diabetes and, and some other health problems that happen as a result of of uh, not eating correctly and all that jazz, uh, you might want to take a listen to this interview. I think you'll be motivated and excited and encouraged by it. So without any further ado, ladies and gentlemen, here's the interview we did with Rick Pete. We'll be back at the end.
With us today on the Take Him With You podcast is our good friend, Rick Pete, all the way from Crystal Lake, Illinois. Hello. How are you doing? I'm doing well. Well, you have had quite an interesting last year. We haven't talked to you. I mean, we did just spontaneously talk to you one time on the on the podcast, but we haven't had you on in a long time. And some really exciting things have been going on with you. And we thought that our listeners would love to hear about them. So, without any further ado, Rick, what has been going on in your life? What's what's the latest passion in your life? And and tell us a little bit about yourself and what's going on with you. Okay. Um, well, let's see. Um, my name is Rick, and I'm uh, 51 years young. Woohoo! Um, let's see. You're old. Uh, You're older than me. Yeah, I'm an old dude. <clears throat> but I, I wear my I wear that age with pride. That's right. Um, wisdom. I don't, I don't, I don't, I, I, I'll stick with pride because I'm not sure if I have too much wisdom. <laughs> my kids may question that question the W word. Um, <laughs> but uh, you know, I I, uh, I live here in, in Crystal Lake, which is a suburb outside of Chicago, and I married. I'm happily married, 15 years to my high school sweetheart, Christine. Yay. Um, and we have three children. Uh, one is out of college and trying to make her way in the world. Uh, her name is Suzanne. And then my middle daughter, Laura, is a junior in college studying music. And, um, and then my, our youngest is Ryan. Um, he's 13 and, uh, Driving us crazy, but we love him. And he's uh, finishing up his eighth grade this year, and I'll be starting high school in the fall. Which just wow, I can't even, I can't even, I can't even conceive of that. That's amazing. Um, and you know, I what do I do? I, I work, I work in the IT department for a large corporation that focuses on education. Okay, um, doing website development for you know all of our internal systems, finance and HR and all that good stuff um, mm-hmm. for the company. Been doing that for 21 years for that company. Um, computers is all I know. If, if Computers are never, ever, will never have Skynet. No programmer <laughs> in his right mind is going to invent AI because it'll put us all out of, out of business. Out of business, I know, I was just going to say. So, so that's, what I, that's what I do for a living. Very cool. Um, well, you, I know that you do all those different things, and but you have, the, the reason we met and have become friends, not only because God has kind of put us together to talk and have a good time with, but um, we met on a sci-fi forum. Oh, yeah. Science fiction and fantasy, big time, big time faves and hobby of mine, especially Star Trek and Star Wars, Stargate. Um, and I'm, I'm a big comic book fan, too. So, you know, Superman, Spider-Man. Green Lantern, Flash, Wonder Woman, Storm, Professor X, X-Men. Ah! Yeah, I love all that stuff. <laughs> and, I, and I have from, like, forever. Um, I think my dad's first real big gift to me was a box set of all of the original Star Trek episodes wow. in book form <gasps> that was adapted by a guy named James Blish. Wow. And I still have them. Wow. I think he gave them to me when I was 10. 
That is cool. I've not heard of those before. Yeah, it's 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 an awesome collection. It's it's they basically they, they took each script and he just novelized them. Wow. So they just they read like a book, and uh, and I think it was twelve books altogether. That's really cool. Oh, that's neat. Very cool. I I can think of a couple other things that you have in common with with us, and especially Rick. Um, one of the things is that you've been involved in youth ministry. We were youth pastors, youth ministers for, oh, about 20, 20 or so years or more. something years. Um, I actually probably don't want to admit how long, um, <laughs> a real long, long time. And I know that you've been involved in, um, youth work in your, um, congregation. Um, and then also, and this kind of segues into what we were going to talk about a little bit today. Um, you and Rick both share um, some struggles with um, chronic disease. Um, and I think that's one of the things that we were going to talk about today because you've had some success and um, oh, and I, I guess... Um, that's yeah. That's where we're going. I think. Um, well, he's had success yeah, in reversing and, some and of reversing things. some of your things. So well, maybe you could give us a well, little background. Well, in it's that. A, li- a little over a year ago, Rick. You were in a, a different situation health-wise. Can you tell us where you were at? Yeah, um, it's funny you, m- you mentioned youth ministry. I've been doing it for yeah twenty twenty plus years as well, and love it. Still do it. And uh, but I was on a four day spiritual renewal retreat um, with adults this time <laughs> and as a participant, not, a, not as a leader. And you weren't chaperoning. Wow. I wasn't chaperoning anybody. And it was a different experience spiritually for me. Yeah. Um, and this was just like the third weekend in April in 2010. And I had been experiencing some weird physical issues and that I had never really experienced before. And I was experiencing them while I was on the retreat. And there was a lot of time for prayer in that retreat. And every time I would be praying, I would hear this voice really encouraging me that I really should see a doctor. And at first it was kind of quiet. But by Sunday, it was really loud. You know, you need to go see the doctor. I hate going to see the doctor. <laughs> you know, once, once a year, I'm good, right? And so I'm like, fine, I'll go see a doctor. So I called the doctor after the retreat, went to see him. And I found out that the nurse came in and took my blood sugar, which I don't remember anyone ever doing that before. And she did it twice. And I'm thinking, that's really odd. And so the doctor came in and he said, you know, I've, he's been my doctor for 20 something years. He says, I don't even know how to explain it, but you are, you have type two diabetes. And I said, what do you mean? You know, I had a checkup a year ago, didn't have diabetes. He says, I don't, I don't, I can't explain it. He says, you have, ty- he says, you don't have, you don't have adult onset. You have it. Full blown, you have diabetes. We need, we need to treat you and you need to make some changes. And he spent about 40 minutes, that was his last patient for the day. He spent 40 minutes with me explaining what diabetes was, how it affects the organs in the body, all the complications that it could lead to. And he said, if you don't make some serious lifestyle changes soon, then I might not be around to see my kids get married. I might not be around to play with my grandchildren whenever I have them. Um, I might not even be able to enjoy retirement because I might not make it to retirement. 
he scared he scared me pretty good. And uh, so he wrote me prescriptions for three medications. And uh, we had an appointment the very next, that was a Friday. He had an appointment the very next Tuesday to do some more, you know, significant blood work and all that. So, Chris, I went home, told my wife, Christy, everything, got in. You know me. I get online. I'm surfing the web. I'm finding everything you could possibly learn about diabetes over the course of that weekend. And the norm, your normal blood sugar, when they test it, usually is between like 70 and 99. Okay, that's pretty much kind of normal. Mine, the first time they tested it, was 313. Wow. And then I think five minutes later, she came and tested it again, and it was 297. And he had told me, you know, if, it, if the second time hadn't gone down, I'd have put you in the hospital wow. right away. Mm-hmm. But I'm not going to do that because I, I think, if, you know, I, he basically told me, he says, you know, I think it's because you're fat. And, I, and I've known my doctor a long time, so we don't, he, he doesn't mince words with me. You know, we're pretty honest with each other. He goes, you're obese. I weighed 351 pounds. And, you know, it's kind of embarrassing to say that because that's all about emotional eating for me. It wasn't like I had some disorder or something. It was just, I love to eat. Yeah. You know, and this, my wife has a chronic disease of a different type. And, you know, you know, you live through stresses in your, in your life. And for me, the way to deal with stress was to enjoy something tasty. Um, and so he said, you know, I think if you get your weight under control, it might go a long ways to helping you keep your get your diabetes under control. And I had made a decision right there on the way home. I was not going to live my life for the rest of my life taking medication. I said, I've got to figure out what to do to solve this problem. And I didn't figure it was going to happen soon. I just, you know. It took me this long. It took me years and years and years to get this big. It's going to take years and years and years to lose it. And so I made an appointment with a diet with a registered dietitian the following week. Ended up meeting with him like five or six times over the course of the month of May um, to really work out a nutrition plan for me in terms of you know fiber and calories and protein and carbs and. And, and, and fat and just know, understanding what that stuff was, understanding how to read an ingredient list on the back of a can of something, mm-hmm. um, and then talked about meal planning and the kinds of foods I can eat that were better for me, food substitutions. Well, if you like this, try that. This will be better for you. And we spent a lot of time doing that. And then I got a lot of blood work done with my doctor. And, and the month of May was just a, a blur of education and tests and and whatnot and through that i decided to join weight watchers because at my office they had a, what they call an at work program where the weight watcher person comes to the office oh that's cool and you meet like in a conference room wow mm-hmm. and so they did it lunchtime so you bring your bag lunch and eat you know you, you weigh you weigh in first then you eat yeah <laughs> You know, and then she give her spiel and you learn something. You get your, you know, little packet for the day mm-hmm. of information. And I started immediately. And um, I guess I, I guess I, I was very motivated because I didn't want to. I want to see my grandchildren whenever I have them. Mm-hmm. Um, I want to, you know, live 
an old age and enjoy retirement with Christy. You know, I didn't, I don't want to die in 10 years from complications of diabetes. And, and I kind of, I guess my doctor made that feel like it was a real possibility if I continued on the path I was on. Mm -hmm. And so I was very motivated to, to stop, stop doing what I was doing. Um, And so, yeah, so I started in May and, and it's, you know, it's been quite a journey. Um, okay, well, here you are in January. How much weight have you lost, Rick? As of right now, I've lost 112 pounds. Wow. That's amazing. Um, it, is kind of, it, it, it is kind of amazing to me, too. <laughs> um, but it's all That's been, like a whole person. You know, that could be a whole person. A child, a yeah, young... Yeah, well, I was only 120 pounds when Rick and I got married. I, I don't wow. want to give you my weight now, but you've almost lost me as a 19 year old (laughs) (laughs) well i've lost i've lost um i've lost my son yeah plus another almost another half of him wow Wow. and uh in fact i guess was it was it last summer last ryan likes to give hugs sometimes almost at a point where it's like really you don't have to hug me every five minutes you know um but he came over and gave me a hug and we're in the kitchen and i was standing up and he gave me a hug he gave me a hug, and then he stepped back with this kind of shark look on his face. And I'm, you know, I'm like smelling my nose. I was like, hey, do I smell? You know, is there a problem? <laughs> you know, and he's like, Dad, I can give you a real hug. I can put my arms around you and actually grab my hands behind your back. Oh, my. And I've never been able to do that before. Wow. And Ryan is 13. Wow. Wow. You know, and, you know, it almost made me cry. Um, but, you know, that's kind of stuff, though, that keeps you motivated. Sure. You know, and my daughter who, my middle daughter who is, you know, is at school, you know, she comes home every couple of months or whatever. And, you know, and every time she comes home, she's like, hey, you're getting skinnier. You know, my, I, went to, I went to lunch with the CEO of our company and uh, who's a good friend of mine. And. <laughs> I went to his office and he was on the phone and I waited. So he comes out of his office and he's, he's like, Rick, Rick, you look good. <laughs> you know, you get any skinnier, I might have to date you. <laughs> you know? And I said, well, as long as your wife Dale writes me a note and says that that's okay. And then I guess that's okay. Yeah. That's so, funny. You know, and so, you know, it's, I get a lot of support from people at my office from you guys, from my family, from the youth in my program. Uh, and, and those that support is really key. Sure. You know, it really is. Um, and, and, and I know that, you know, God just keeps putting people in my life to both encourage me and to convict me when I'm not doing what I'm supposed to be doing. Yeah. You know? Well, let's talk practically for a moment. Um, let's get, I mean, because there's people listening right now that maybe are inspired by what you've just talked about and they're, they're going, wow, that's pretty cool. Because I mean, if, if you can do it, Rick, can anybody do it? Oh, I think so. Okay. I I think so. Okay. So let's get practical and let's talk about food for a minute. Um, typically a year ago before you started this, um, what kind of snack would you eat in the evening before you started eating better? Uh, I think you better pluralize that. Okay, How many snacks, snacks would I be eating? Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, I 
I love Doritos. I love chocolate chip cookies. I love Oreo cookies. I love dip. I love um, Twinkies. I love uh, ice cream and cakes. And one of the things I really, really like is Intamin's All Butter Pound Cake. I've never heard of it. It sounds good, though. Oh, my gosh. Intamin's, I was interested to Intamin's in, in college. Intamin's is, they're, they're, they're a bakery, and they, 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 bake, they bake everything. They make all kinds of, everything they make is amazing. And this pound loaf has got to be, you know, 10 inches long by four inches wide and probably a good four inches tall. And about 4,000 calories, right? <laughs> you know, it's just heaven. You know, so, I, you know, and, I mean, literally, you could make like 10 slices out of this thing. And I could eat half of, half of the loaf in a sitting. Because, you know, you, you cut a slice, you eat it. Then a few minutes later, you, you cut, cut a, a slice. slice and you eat it. And, and then so. and you keep pouring yourself a glass of milk every time because you got to have milk with your cake. Yeah, yes. Milk. milk and, and sweets go hand in hand for Amy. Yes. My problems, yeah. too. Okay. So, and I love, and I was, I'm a big Coke fan. So Coke you were drinking classic. sugary pop and you were drinking, or you, and you were eating junk food. Eating junk food. You know, Baby Ruth, another really amazing candy. Baby Ruth and Snickers bars. Eat those all day long. So, I mean, I snacked all the time. I snacked after dinner. I snacked when I got up. And I didn't usually eat breakfast. So usually breakfast was go to McDonald's in the morning if I had breakfast at all. Right. But because I didn't eat breakfast, usually by 10 o'clock at work, I'm hungry. And so you go to the machines and you get candy bars and you get chips and you get whatever. Right. You know, and then for lunch, you know, my body's always going to go out to lunch. And where did we go? We went to McDonald's. We went to Burger King. We went to Pizza Hut. We went to, I mean, anywhere that that was fattening and good, we were there. Right. So I probably ate, and then I would do, I I did something really stupid for many years. On the drive home, my my drive to work is a good hour, right? So I'm in the car Mm -hmm. two hours a day. On my drive home, I leave work at five o'clock and you drive right by a drive-through McDonald's. Ah. I would drive. It was right before you get on the highway. I would go through the drive-through. I would get myself a Big Mac or or you know you know some something. I would get a you know quarter pounder meal or something with a you know large Coke, and I would eat that all the way on the drive home. Get home and have dinner, and then have dinner. You know, so I was having two dinners every day. Right. No work day. I, it was just food was just a constant in my life. Okay. Okay. So, what did you replace that with? What did you do? Because that was a that was an addiction. That was a lifestyle. What did you What did you begin? To, what were better choices? Well, the first thing I decided to do was no junk food. None no, at all. None at all. No fast food. Did not go to a McDonald's. I didn't go to McDonald's for a year. Wow, really? Yeah. No McDonald's, no Wendy's. The only quote-unquote fast food place I went to in the first year was Subway. Wow. I was like the Jared. Yeah, um, yeah. 
you know, and I would have, uh, you know, a six, uh, a six inch turkey. Turkey on whole with, wheat. With all the veggies. With, oh, yeah, yeah, and loaded with as many veggies yeah. as possible. And with honey mustard, because honey mustard dressing doesn't have the fat. That's right. Mm-hmm. You know, and it's very tasty. Yeah. You know, and bone mayo. Um, and so I, uh, if I wanted a treat, I would go, I would go to, I would go there. So the first thing I did was no fast food. And that was a big change. But I quickly realized how much money I was saving <laughs> by not going out to eat lunch and by not going to those fast food places. I, I would put 20 bucks in my pocket and it would still be mostly in my pocket by the end of the week. Wow. You know, I'm like, I'm saving a ton of money here. And then, um, and then the other thing that I decided I would do was no soda. So no soda, no fast food. I replaced the fast food by eating five meals a day. This is came from my nutritionist, the dietitian. You know, you eat your breakfast, lunch, and dinner. But then between breakfast and lunch and between lunch and dinner, you have to have a snack. Um, and usually that snack was fruit. Um, because you needed just an energy boost. So you have give yourself a little bit of a carb boost. But, you know, fruit, fruit sugars are better than, you know, Processed junk food sugar, sugars. Yeah, yeah. Um, so, but having those five meals a day helped keep me from feeling hungry right. while I worked. And then I didn't have the, the, the motivation to run off and think about, do I want to get something out of the candy machine? You know, and I kept fruit and dried, like this this thing called tri chips, T R Y chips. You could buy them online, and it's basically like dried fruit that they've baked into chips. So they're crunchy. So they're crunchy, and but it's got a lot of fiber in it, and fiber helps you make you feel full. Mm-hmm. So you eat a, a small bag of those, and that was very actually satisfying. So I started finding things that were high fiber. I, I really focus on a lot of high fiber type foods, low sugar. Um, what did you drink instead of soda? I am the biggest tea drinking person other than Rico on the planet. <laughs> I drink water and unsweetened iced tea. Okay. Green, green tea if I can get it. Um, but yeah, unsweetened iced tea. I don't use sweeteners because actually... I did. I bet you. I learned something. You know, like about all those sweet lows and and all those different sweeteners. NutraSweet. Okay. Yeah, Splenda. All that. Do you know how sweeteners were invented? No. They were looking for other solutions for poison for ants. <laughs> I'm not kidding. They were looking for something that they could feed the ants. And the ants would take it back, you know, they would take it back into their anthills. Because it was sweet. It was sweet, but it would, but it would also, would, would be, was poison, and it would kill them. Oh, my god! But goodness. it would kill them in their, in their anthills, right? Right. And they realized when they made a slight change to it, it would be a sweetener for humans. Oh, my. So that was a real good motivation for me not to have any artificial sweeteners. Wow. The only, artificial, the only sweetener that, any, that my dietitian would recommends is stevia. Yeah, we've heard of that, yeah. And yeah. that's it. Um, I said, stay for everything, all that other stuff. Mm-hmm. So that's what I do. And I drink, I might drink in the course of a meal, three glasses of water and or iced tea. Because um, one, 
it's good for you to have a lot of fluids in your system. Mm -hmm. And two, if you drink a lot, you fill up. Yeah. You know, it's true. so I usually drink something even before the meals, even like if I go to a restaurant, I may have a couple of glasses of water before you immediately goes that, up. Okay. You just got me to a question. When you go out to eat, and I know you do because, because uh, you've got church activities, you've got work activities and stuff, and you, you stop at places, you travel. Okay. What, how do you order at a restaurant? Because aren't most restaurants pretty fatful? And, and large portions. And how do, what, how do you order at a restaurant and still stay on your plan? Um, actually, Weight Watchers is pretty good about that. They give you ways to figure out how to measure foods when you're in a restaurant in terms uh-huh. of, like, how do you measure what three ounces. A serving of, of, of meat is usually around three ounces. Okay. Right? Three ounces is about the size of a piece of meat in the palm of your hand. Okay, or so like I've a deck of cards. Deck of cards too. Yeah, yeah, deck of cards. And chai and, okay. Yeah. So, so I do that, and and like one of my friends told me what he does, especially with these big portions. He portions out what he's going to eat, and he asks for a second plate, and he puts the rest of it on a second plate. Really. And have them take the plate away. Wow. He says, or. I'll put it on a second plate, and then I'll grab the salt, and I'll just pour salt all over it. And then you won't eat it. Because then I won't eat it, because it's going to taste terrible. Oh, interesting. And then I just eat what I eat. And I I focus on veggies when I go out to eat. Mm-hmm. I, eat I, always, I always have a salad before I eat whatever... Uh, you know the main course is and what to are, eat. Okay, so what about the dressing, though? Because some of those dressings can be really high calorie. What do you? How do you do that? Balsamic vinaigrette, best dressing on the planet. Okay. Because it's fat-free. Ah, there you go. So, and they, and they will always have, I mean, I don't know if any restaurant I've ever gone to did not have a balsamic vinaigrette type of salad dressing. So, most places do. Okay. Most so, places do. And most places have fat-free dressing. You oh. just have to ask for it. Right, because they don't normally put it out. Right. So, okay, so let's say you're going out to IHOP. I do it all the time. Okay. What do you order at IHOP? Because, man, there's a lot of good food there, but it's fattening. IHOP has, at least IHOPs out here, have on their menus what they call their fit and simple meals. Oh, okay. Oh, no, simple and fit is what they call it. So everything, (laughs) breakfast, lunch, main entrees, on every one of those things, they have their their simple and fit meals. Usually those meals are no more, for breakfast and lunch are no more than 450 to 500 calories. So they're right within your plan then. They're right within the plan. And they tell you, like, you know, how many fat, how many calories, how many grams of fiber. So you can count protein, it. So you can count it out. Right. Now, in Weight Watchers, the new program, you use all of those to calculate your points now. They've actually really updated the program to meet more the way dietitians look at food. Uh-huh. Um, but I actually use a, I use a program called Diabetes Pilot. It's an iPhone app. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. it allows me to track my meds, my food, my exercise, my blood sugar test levels. It lets me track all of that stuff. And for foods, I can go in and put in there, you know, I had 
this meal, I, you know, I ate these individual things, and for each I, each thing I could put in what their, you know, what the ingredients were, what, how many grams of this or how many grams of that. Right. Um, and then you could build up a database of the things you tend to eat. So after like six months, most stuff I eat, I've already put in. So right. the calculation of their of their fat grams and fiber and, and calories and and, 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 you know, protein and all that is already in there. Right. So I can just go down the list. I had this, 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 and one of those and two of those, and boom, that's yeah. my breakfast or that's my lunch. And then it keeps a running total for the day. Mm-hmm. So I know on a day, at any time during the day, I have certain, I have, I have numbers that I have to hit, or actually I'm sort of more like the do not to exceed. Right. Like no more than 200 grams of carbs a day, no more than 150 grams of protein a day no more than you know 60 grams of fat a day no more than so you know i so i can keep track and see where i'm at so if i see that i'm getting kind of close to 200 grams of protein of, of carbs by the time i was ready for dinner you'll then back off on I the just carbs. Tell christy when it's time to make dinner i don't want carbs right you know um and so i do so i that's how i sort of keep track of things sure um, so I know I'm hitting around and it also keeps me from not from, from eating too few of something like not eating enough protein. That's a, a lot yeah. of people don't eat enough protein or, or enough veggies or enough veggies. Right. So, so that really, you know, so I'm doing that helps keep me on track, counting everything out. Some people hate to count. Um, I'm, you know, I'm a tech guy. I'm all about numbers. So for me, I like counting cause I could actually then go home and upload this data into my computer and I could run graphs. Yeah, and, new charts. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, that's cool. <laughs> you know, and, and the cool thing about it is I take that stuff to my doctor and yep. say, look, this is the last two months. This is the last two and, weeks. And he's like, wow, this is awesome. I wish everybody was doing this. Exactly. Yeah. That's exactly what he says. Okay, um, so so we're, we talked practically about eating and some, some tips and some ideas there. You didn't just lose the weight by eating correctly. But you also you had to combine it with something that the dreaded E word, <laughs> exercise. Oh yeah, yeah. Tell, tell you gotta us, have a, you gotta have a total solution here. Okay, um, tell us about how you started that because I know when you're overweight like I am, and you're and you're not feeling well, it's very difficult to get into a routine of exercise. You you're just not you're motivated to do it, but you don't want to do it. Your body doesn't want to. How did you get past that slump at the beginning? And then tell us what kind of exercise you do that helps you. Well, for the first, from May to December 2010, I didn't exercise. My doctor didn't want me to exercise. He said, at your weight, it's going to be enough of a shock to your system to change your eating habits uh-huh. than to do that and add exercise at the same time. He says, I want you to, to get your eating under control a little bit first. So by the time I hit the end of 2010, I had lost about 45 pounds. Wow. And he said, okay. And that was just through portion control, watching what I ate, absolutely positively eat breakfast every single day. Okay. Absolutely. It's the most important meal you can have. Because it kick, you, kicks it, things off. Yeah, it kickstarts it kick your day. Your body needs energy when it wakes up in the morning. If you don't feed it, then your body's going to be, you know, craving stuff all day long. Right. You got to have breakfast. So I, I, I handled the eating part of it. And then in December, he said, okay, I want you to start walking. 
and that's really all I want you to do for the first few months. So, okay. So did you start walking then when he said to? Yeah, I was my, you know, it was, it was, it was January 2nd, you know, after new year's day and like, you know, millions of other people, my news resolution was I'm going to, I'm going to move, you know, it, it wasn't even like I'm going to walk. It was, I'm going to move for half an hour. So you, you yeah. went out and got yourself a pair of good tennis shoes. And... Uh, yeah, well, actually, I used my old Rodney tennis shoes. Oh, okay, all right. <laughs> and I, and I, but I, and I, there's a gym about about a couple miles from my house. Oh, okay. Um, that I used to be a member of like forever ago. So I reactivated that membership, and I would get on a treadmill and walk. And I didn't walk fast. You know, I put it on slow speed, and I walked. And the first day I did it, I walked for 15 minutes, and I thought I was going to have a heart attack. <laughs> I really did. I was sweating like a pig, and I was, and I, you know, and I'm big. I'm still, you know, 300 pounds, you know. So I'm, I'm you know, I'm, I'm self-conscious, right? Because you know, you go to the health club. What do you see? A whole bunch of people that don't a bunch of skinny, nice-looking people. Yeah, yeah, they all look like supermodels. So I'm yeah. self-conscious, but you know, I, I just ignored that. I did my 15 minutes, and just stood in the shower for like another 15 minutes, thinking. I can't do this. Um, then I got out of the shower and stood on the scale in the men's chain, you know, locker room. <laughs> and it said 302. Uh, and I said, well, I guess I better come back here tomorrow. And so I came back the next day. And then I, I would be, I came six days a week. I came every day and I did it in the morning because my days are so busy. By the time I get home, I know I'd be too tired and I would have no motivation at that point to do it. So right. as much as I'm not a morning person, the alarm would go off at five o'clock in the morning. I'd be in the gym at six o'clock in the morning. And I would do, my goal was to be out by seven thirty, you know, or seven or whatever. And I just kept doing it. Eventually I was able to go longer and go longer and go longer until I was walking for 45 to 50 minutes at a time. And then once I got to that level, I just started slowly speeding up the treadmill. Um, Cause I needed to get made to go to work on time. So I wanted to make sure I was done by seven, showered, dressed and out of the house by seven, out of the club by 7.30. And that's what I did until about mid February. And I decided I needed, then I started thinking, I was, and I was losing weight. Were you, were you losing it faster now? A little bit, yeah. Yeah, I was I was losing it maybe now, maybe two or three pounds a week. Right. And so I started to think about the people I've seen who've lost a lot of weight and then their skin is hanging off their bones. Yeah. You know, and I'm like, I don't want to look like one of those people, you know? Right. So I think I got to do some other stuff. And so I actually talked to a, a personal trainer there and he started helping me teach me how to do weights. I haven't done weights since I was in high school uh, when I was playing football. And so he showed me how to do weights for strength training. So I started doing strength training two days a week. So then I would walk on a Monday, strength train on a Tuesday, walk on a Wednesday, strength train on a Thursday, walk on a Friday. And then I took the weekend off. And, and I did that for about three or four weeks. And then Another physical trainer came up to me. I was on a I was on a bicycle one day instead of walking. I was sort of biking, and this lady walked up to me. She goes, "You're here like 
every day. <laughs> and I have to be here every day because I work here. You're here every day. I'm like, yeah, I'm trying to lose weight. I got to get in shape. And she goes, you should do my class. And I'm like, and it, it's it, it's like it's called team weight loss. And it's a class where you, you, you're on a treadmill, walking on a treadmill. But while you're walking, you're also using hand weights, you know, doing lat you know, raises and, and <laughs> resistance bands. I've seen them do this, yeah. right? And yeah. I said, Megan, I'll have a heart attack doing what they're, I can't do that. She goes, yeah, you can do it. I won't kill you. I promise you could do it. <laughs> so I signed up for that in, in March. And then I really started seeing not just weight loss, but toning. And... Toning. Yeah, because when they do that, they every month they measure you. Oh, interesting. You know, they measure your waist, your hips, your thigh, your forearm, and they keep track. And so you can see the inches going away. Right. And then I found out from her, well, she's a triathlete. She's run two Ironman triathlons. Like our friend Brian, huh? Yes. Yeah, exactly like Brian. Wow. And the last one she ran was last, she ran it on... Um, they had one in, in Wisconsin, in Madison, on September 11th. She did 2.4 mile swim, 112 mile bike ride, 26.2 mile marathon. She did it in 13 hours. Wow. Wow. And that's all in one day. That's all in one day. Amazing. They start like at 7 a.m. Wow. And she was like, I'm so she's like, I don't she's think like, I could do one life. of those things in one day or one week. <laughs> They're all said, one day. And so she really encouraged me to start to try to run. And I was again, I'll die. I, I can't run. You know, walking is all I can do. Said, no, you can do it. So she worked with me and worked with me and worked with me and got me to run and, and really kind of taught me. I mean, he taught me how to run right, so I wasn't trying to kill myself right off the bat. Right. Um, and so she actually convinced me to do my first 5K, you know, which is 1.3 miles, or sorry, 3.1 miles, and I did it. Wow. And, you know, my kids were there cheering me on at the finish line, and, and I placed second in my age group, which I hadn't expected, which was really a Amazing, only because there weren't that many people in my age group. <laughs> um, they were all and, at McDonald's. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, no, they're they're all at the, at the IHOP. Um, <laughs> so I I kind of got the bug. I thought, you know, wow, I guess I I really kind of like running. You know, I can I actually can do it. And I wasn't running fast. I mean, believe me, I, and I still don't run wicked fast at all. But but it's just getting out there and moving and. Um, and so, yeah, so that kind of started it from May, from April and May of 2011. And so from that point forward, I added running into this mix of strength training and swimming, which I also started doing and, you know, walking and, and all, all this stuff to one, to make exercising interesting because doing the same thing over and over and over thing, over again would get boring. Right. Um, and I always treat myself at least once a week to a jacuzzi. You know, gotta gotta sit in the jacuzzi for a while. That's always a treat. Um, but you know, I just started doing it more, and it became easier. Um, and I kept losing weight, and so I I set a goal for myself. I'm one of these guys 
I have to have a goal and not like the goal is to lose 160 pounds, which is my goal, by the way. Right. Um, I had to have shorter, more short term goals. So more achievable goals as far as you could do it quicker than three years. Yeah, because if, if you think in terms of I have those if you think every day I have those hundred sixty pounds, oh my gosh, how am I gonna possibly do that? But you can say, you know what, at the end of this month, I'm gonna have lost five pounds. Right. You know, and those, you know, or I know that in two weeks I'm gonna run under the race and my goal is to just be faster than the last race. To finish faster, not wicked fast, just you know, even if it's a second faster. I still met, I still met that goal. Right. You know, and so I kept scheduling these little 5k races, 10k races, eventually a 15k race as little milestones that a, did I finish? That's a, that's a goal reached. Mm -hmm. Was my time better than the last time? That's another goal reached. So sometimes I can reach two goals in the same day, you know, Mm But I kept doing it, and that I'm very goal oriented, and so by having these smaller attainable goals, um, you know, and it's not sabotaging anything. You know, there's nothing wrong with setting an attainable goal. Sure, your goals don't have to be ridiculous. Right. Set yourself attainable goals, and every time you reach one, you have to celebrate it. You give yourself the permission celebrate your goals, and you can decide how you're going to celebrate. You know, don't go and celebrate by scuffing down a gallon of ice cream, you know, think of something maybe a little bit better. <laughs> to celebrate a better with. choice, yeah. Yeah, and sometimes celebration might be, I'm going to buy myself another piece of running gear that I don't have yet. Right. You know, or I'm going to get something, I'm going to take my family, I'm going to go see a movie. Right. If, and, you know, those are celebrations to me. Or you're going to get that so, comic book or that action figure. Yeah, or that iPad. <laughs> right, uh, or phaser. <laughs> yeah, or phaser, absolutely, yeah, you know. See? So you do that, and then so you set these goals, and you're, that way you're measuring your progress against the next goal, not always the end goal. And and the other thing I learned is you got to surround yourself with people who will support you in your goals. You know, if you want to lose weight, you really don't want to hang around with all the people who just want to chow down all the time. Right. Because they're not going to help you. Right. You know, so there were some, you know, and not that I ditch, I didn't really have to ditch. Most of my friends are very supportive, but, but they were also supportive in the sense that when we, when I did go out to lunch with them, but my workmates, they would ask me, where do we want to, where, where are we going to eat? Right. So So you had a good choice. Yeah. I always picked a place. I knew I could get something that I could eat. Right. Mm -hmm. You know, and they can go to, I didn't care what they ate. But as long as I can pick something that I could enjoy, then it would be a good lunch. Wow, that's cool. Um, so yeah, so so that, that, to me that was a trick was setting these small goals, you know. And then I had another goal that I did set, like last summer, and that was I was going to run a half marathon. And at the time, I thought that was how long is that? How long is that? That's thirteen point one miles. Wow. And I, when I set that goal for myself, I, I then I did think, okay, Rick, that might be a little crazy. A little crazy. Like, <laughs> I, you know, really, the longest I'd ever run, when I had set that goal for myself, the longest I had run was about four miles. Wow. I hadn't even run a 10K yet, which is a 6.2 mile run. And I'm like, I'm going to do it. 
I'm going to do it. I sat down with my trainer, my coach, Megan, and I, we, we set out a four month running training plan that would get me to that point. And I followed it. And, um, and then on January 7th of this year, my family went to Disney World and I ran the Disney World half marathon. And you did it. You made and it. And I did. And I finished and crossing that finish line, it changes your life. I mean, it 13.1 miles was it was an astonishment. And I I, I didn't cry, but that was very emotional. Um, oh, I bet. I bet. What a what a journey. It was it was something. That's, it was something. That's just fantastic. So, so in a year and a half, basically, you went from barely being able to walk 15 minutes, which would be what about a mile or maybe not even a mile. Not even a mile at that not point. Not even a mile at that point to running 13, 13 miles. miles. That's and pretty finishing. amazing. That yeah, and I, and I finished it in two hours and 29 minutes. Wow. Wow. That <laughs> is a really fast time, actually, I think. Okay. All right. <laughs> it the, would be incredibly fast for not me. Not only I is this encouraging and that. motivating, but uh, it's pretty, pretty miraculous and kind of cool. Uh, question for you now. Do you think that anybody can do this, or is it just just a select few of people that can really handle this. I mean, t let's talk about the, the odds of people actually being able to do this. I can tell you if you go, I, I, I belong to this online community like Trex and Sci-Fi for uh -huh. science fiction. I belong to another community uh, online running group called WISH. It stands for We Are Inspired to Stay Healthy. Okay. And that group hundreds of people who were just like me they were overweight or had health issues and decided that they were going to get into some exercise to specifically get into running and walking or race walking and most of them their focus their their focus was disney to do these disney races because disney has races all year long all year long in fact this weekend they have the tinkerbell half marathon going on in <laughs> disneyland um which I have a bunch of friends friends who are running. Um, I joined with them because I was going to be running the Disneyland, Disney World half, and I wanted to hook up with a group who I could get inspiration from and get, you know, good, realistic, practical tips on how to do this thing. Right. If I can do this in the shape I was in, I, I honestly, I think anybody really can do this. Now, I'm no doctor. I mean, you need to talk to your doctor and make sure that, you are that you are healthy enough for any kind of exercise sure you know just like my doctor said yeah. don't do it for the first you know hey, let me do it until 2011 so you have to make sure you're cleared for whatever kind of exercise you choose to do um and then make sure that you are doing it in a why in a in a smart manner right you know for me with the running it was a very slow build-up and i didn't go from you know running 50 minutes and almost being dead to doing a 13 mile run it took me a year yeah. to get to that point. So, you know, you have to be smart so you don't get yourself injured um, and you have to follow your doctor's advice. Anybody will tell you that. But I think if you follow your doctor's advice, you find someone, whether it's a coach, um, you know, to help you plan out your strategy for accomplishing a goal like that, I think you can. I mean, there are people, there are people running that race in Disney 
who were in their 70s and 80s who finished before I did. So it's not too late for people. No, I'm 51. No, it's not too late. There, are, I'm telling you, I ran a, I ran a, a 10K in last August, and I ran it in about an hour and six minutes. And this 72-year-old guy at about mile five blew past me like I was not <laughs> even running. He he was he it was like he was sprinting. And I and I found him after the race. We're all you know eating. And usually after a race, they offer you food to eat because right. you have to replenish right. yourself after a race. And so I, I was eating some watermelon and and eating some salmon that they had. And and I, it was a, they, actually this race had some really good food out there. <laughs> yeah. Um, and I and I walked up to him. I said, "Man, how long have you been running?" He's like, eh, twenty years." <laughs> so don't feel bad that I beat you because I've been running 20 years and you've been running how long? Right, you know? right. So, but yeah, you can start anytime. And it's not about how fast you are. It's about the effort right. and, 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 and the accomplishment. In fact, the slower you run, the more calories you burn. burn. Yeah, I've heard that. You know? So in my training runs, it's not about how fast I run. In fact, the long runs that I do on Saturdays where you run maybe for a couple hours, yeah, I run I run them slowly on those because it's it's about it's about burning those it's calories about and that metabolism. Movement. Yeah. yeah, it's about consistent movement over a very long period of time. Mm-hmm. And what you're doing is you're teaching your body how to burn fat for fuel. Mm-hmm. If you if you if you if you it's complicated, but if you if, if you go too fast, you end up burning. You don't burn fat; you burn carbohydrates. Right. All right. You want to burn fat, so it's slow. It's it's the tortoise in the hare. You want to be the tortoise. <laughs> well, carbohydrates are that fast fuel, right? So, like, sometimes if people are going to go out sprinting, they'll carb load. They'll eat like lots of pasta or different things or bread before their race because that's really quick fuel. But, um, yeah, I've heard before that that working out harder doesn't necessarily help you lose weight as much as as just plugging along and um, Consistency, uh, being yeah. consistent and, and keeping your heart rate at kind of that, what they call it, that 80% level or something. You don't want to go above that. I, I'm not exactly sure all <laughs> of that. Yeah, you want to be... There's, they call it your, your, I think they call it your aerobic threshold yeah, and your anaerobic threshold. One of those two terms I'm probably getting wrong. Brian is probably cringing as he's listening <laughs> to the podcast. But you want the lower one because that's yeah. the one where you're finding your optimum fat burning range. Mm-hmm. And you want to keep your rate, heart rate at that range while you're running or whether you're lifting weight. It's better to lift a lighter weight more reps than a heavyweight, fewer repetitions, Mm -hmm. right? So, you know, so if you, if you look at it that way, that's how, you know, if if you, if you, if you exercise with that in mind, you're not going to kill yourself. Mm -hmm. You know, you're not going to have a heart attack because you're not pushing yourself to unreasonable limits. Not going to tear your muscles. (laughs) Well, you will, but but those tears are good. Yeah. But not you know, that's tears. when your, your body will repair them and you get mm-hmm. stronger as a result. Yeah. You know, so, yeah, I think anybody can do this. It 
it really, I think the first thing it takes is will. It takes the desire to want to do it. I mean, you, you, you have a go. For me, it was literally, I want to live. Right. You know, that's a very strong motivator. You right. know, I want to live. And when you decide that you have the will, desire, that determination, you stick with that and let that drive you. And doesn't mean, you know, some days, yeah, I'm tired, I'm sleeping, I'm gonna, I'm not going to go work out. Sometimes your body's talking to you also. Right, and it's not right. laziness. It's your body saying, you know what, today, today's going to be a recovery day. Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. And you listen to your body. But sure. you, 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 you try to keep a consistency. It takes, I think somebody says it takes 12 weeks before your body gets into a new routine. Wow. You got to do that routine for 12 weeks. So if you work out for three months, after the third month, you're going to be in the, you're going to, your body's going to be more thinking in terms of the habit of doing it. Right. And your mind will start to get used to the idea right. of doing it. You know, the first month's going to be tough. You know, I was telling you, you know, I don't promise this is easy. It's going to take a lot of effort. There are going to be times when you're going to doubt yourself and you're not going to want to do it. But you're going to keep the faith, keep those goals, both those short-term and the long-term goals in your mind. You know, I printed out my goals and made a graphic out of it, put it on my screensaver on my computers, you know, put it on the wall. So I, why am I doing this? This is why I'm doing this. So I, I, I keep reminding, it's almost like a mantra when I run right. of why I'm doing this. You know, and I, I, I do a lot of imagery in my head. I look at, you know, I see my kids in my head when I'm running. Yeah. You know, why am I doing this? I got four people in my life I'm doing this for. I got three kids and a wife. I'm doing it for them, you know, and me. But sure, and sure. I keep all these different things in my head. This is why I'm doing it. Um, wait till those endorphins kick in and get me a second win. But, but this is why I'm doing this. And you build up that consistency and eventually your body begins to adapt sure so where does your faith fit into all this (laughs) oh prayer is a big part of what i do on my runs you know it started off with lord help me get through the next (laughs) um you know this is really painful um you know but i i find running like I, I, I ran another, I actually ran another, another half marathon this month, two, two weeks after my Disney half marathon. In the snow. In the snow. That was, that was crazy, but it was fun. Um, and so I gave myself this week off. I have not exercised at all this week. This first time since December of 2010 that I have not exercised in a week. Wow. Um, and at this point I am chomping at the bit to, to get run. Out there. Like my body's like, come on. Let's go. Let's go. Let's go. Let's go. Yeah, it wants to run, and and I can't wait <laughs> to to run again. But when I get out there, sometimes it's just a peace and quiet. Because when I run, it's you know it's five thirty, six o'clock in the morning. I run outside. I usually don't run in the treadmills that much anymore. But there's nobody out there. It's quiet. Right. You know, I have run. I run certain paths and stuff. I have run past deer. I have run, I mean, I've seen wildlife. I run past lakes. I run, I mean, it's 
God's creation is amazing. And if you are running or walking, you get a chance to actually see it. Experience <laughs> yeah. it. yeah. You don't see it in the car no. like you do when you're walking or you're jogging. That's true. You really see it and you really appreciate it. And running after snow, then it's really quiet and yeah. it's gorgeous. It's beautiful. Oh, so you start to appreciate God's creation and you start talking to God about it. You're like, wow, this is pretty amazing, God. You know, and then, you know, I, I think a lot about stuff. I, I, I pray a lot when I run. Um, running is my time to lift up. You know, I know, you know, Rick, every Monday you say prayers for people. Uh-huh. And uh, I really appreciate that you pray, pray for me and for my family. But, you know, when I run, that's my time to right. pray and and to listen. And a lot of times my, my, hand, my hand's kind of blank when I run. And it's a time to listen. Right. Um, but, no, I... I have kids in my youth program who have been inspired to, you know, be more healthy as a result of what I'm doing. Sure. Um, I have my, the, pre, the priest of my church is running now. Wow. Um, I let him use one of my heart rate monitors because he didn't have one. Um, you know, I find that it's, it could be a real spiritual experience being out there. Um, and you, you realize when you're, when, it, when it's mile 12 and your feet are hurting a little bit and you're tired and you know, you, 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 you realize how much you rely on the Lord <laughs> during those times and you feel lifted up. Yeah. You feel because close. you think the only way I finish this is if God gets me through help. this <laughs> with his help. You know, and it really, it, it, it really does. It's, it, it sounds kind of, kind of goofy, but it really is kind of a spiritual thing um, when you're on those long runs. Uh, sure. And I, 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 you know, sometimes I listen to music when I run. Uh, sometimes I listen to. I have a couple of uh, podcasts I listen to. You know, there's that one podcast, Take Him With You. <laughs> you know, I have taken you on my runs many, many, many times. So then people are going, what's that wild guy out there laughing about? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, absolutely. That's but yeah, I really, I, I, I listen to, I also listen to you in the car a lot too. Wow. Uh, I used to listen to you in the car a lot. Yeah. Now I listen to you a lot when I run because wow. rather than the car, because, you know, you're out there for an hour and a half. That's a good podcast. Sure, sure. Okay, last question, because we need to wrap things up now. And this has been fantastic, by the way. If you were just to give some, what's the best piece of advice you could give to someone who's struggling right now with their health and their weight issues? What would you say to them? Um, I guess a couple of things. One would be, do not let yourself get discouraged. Keep moving forward. You are going to have a setback. I have them all the time. Don't let that discourage you. It just it just lets you. It's just a reminder that you're human, and that as humans, we're not perfect. We're going to slip up, and then we, that's when we rely on God, and we start again the next day. Don't let it get you discouraged. It's just part of, of being who we are. It's part of being human. Keep your eye on your on your goals. You know, let that continue to to motivate you and affirm you. Um, you know, there's a quote from 
you know, being a sci-fi guy, I can't help but quote sci-fi stuff. But one of my favorite movies is called Galaxy Quest. And <laughs> Captain Nesbitt is like, <laughs> you know, never give up, never, never surrender. surrender. Yes. You know, yeah. and, I, and I believe in that. Don't give up. Don't surrender. Because when you get to your goals, whether they're your short-term goals or your long-term goal, you are going to be so pumped and so satisfied that the effort that you're putting in now that hurts is going to be worth it. You're going to look and you're going to say, this is worth it. It may not feel that way now, but it will be worth it. And if you're trying to lose weight like I am, you are not on a diet. You are on a journey to change your lifestyle. You're on a journey to change your eating habits. It's not a diet. A diet implies that when I get to my goal, I'm going to go back to the way it used to be. Right. Mm -hmm. It's not a diet. You are changing yourself for the better. So when you reach your goal, it's you're not changing anything. You're just there. Right. You know, the only, you know, the only difference is you may eat a few more calories, so you stop losing and you start just maintaining where you're at. Right. But you're not going to change what you eat. You may change a little bit of your portions, but you're not going to really change what you eat because you've changed the way you perceive food. So it's it's really about not letting a step back get you down. Don't get discouraged. Don't get depressed. Don't think that you can't do it. You can do it. It's going to take you time. My doctor said it took you probably four years to gain on that weight. It's going to take you probably four years to lose it. So just know that up front. It's not going to happen in six weeks or six months. Mm -hmm. And all these fad diets never, you can't, they don't keep it off because the people who do those diets don't learn how to change their eating habits. And that's how come they gain the weight back. Mm -hmm. You're learning, you know, lose a, lose a half a pound a week. That's a, that's a good thing. Lose a pound a week. That's a good thing. You don't have to lose three pounds a week to be happy. A half a pound a week is a good thing. Mm -hmm. You keep doing that every week. That's a good thing. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. You know, yeah. it's the consistency that's the key. And be happy with that. Don't get discouraged. That's a good thing. And next thing you know, you know, you'll be, you know, you'll be on a journey like I am. And I've been chronicling my journey on a on a blog site that I have oh, to yeah, write down. Tell us about that. Tell us about that. Well, I just I decided in April, right around Easter, that I was gonna write a blog about this whole eating healthy and running and exercising for two reasons. One, to keep myself accountable. Because if I screw around, I have to document it. If I'm doing good things, I can document that too. But either way, I'm keeping, I'm, 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 I'm sharing my journey and I'm documenting it for, my, for myself or my own accountability and for my family. But also because I thought other people are just like me and if they read my story and even one part of it resonates with them, maybe it'll give them that extra push that they'll do it, that they can do it. If I can do it, then they can do it. And maybe they can take, maybe something I write, you know, is a, oh, I'll try that. Um, so that's the other reason why I do it. It's, it's, you know, it's part of my ministry to, to people in general. Is to is to document, you know, sort of where I'm going and, and how I'm and how I'm doing and how I'm feeling, and you know, and so I so I, I I try to I try to you know put something out there every week. It's and but it's out there, you know, the the good things and the bad things, the reflections I have every now and then, 
um, you know, I kind of look back every now and then and say, geez, you know, where have I come so far and, and, and what have I learned? Right. I just, and I just sort of lay it out there for people to see. And, and what's the address to that? It's uh, Rick Pete, R-I-C-K-P-E-E-T-E dot squarespace dot com. I mean, if you do a search for Rick Pete, my last name is P-E-E-T-E, you'll, you'll find it. There are not too many Rick Pete's out there. Well, listening um, listening to you, it just makes me want to, it makes me want to listen to this. See, you're, you're motivating. I can see you running up the stairs all the way to the top and then jumping up and down in the snow. <laughs> okay, I have to admit, I can, that song is totally on my playlist. <laughs> I, how did I know playlist. that? I just knew that. <laughs> That's awesome. Ah, uh, yes. Very fun. Yeah. We just need a piece of beef now to beat up on. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Maybe some turkey bacon. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. There you go. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> beat up on a turkey. There we go. Well, Rick, thank you so much for being on the program. You, um, you're amazing. And uh, I'm just so glad that you shared your story with us because I think a lot of people are going to get a lot of good things out of this. I think there's going to be a lot of motivation and some practical things. Um, if somebody wanted to email you, Rick, and uh, ask you maybe some questions or uh, give you a few comments on what they're thinking or or maybe need some more information, how can they get a hold of you? Um, well, they could go to that uh, to my blog site. Is there a place they can click on and communicate with you? Yeah, there's a con- there's a contact us there. Okay, great. And they can do that. Um, and I have a Gmail account. They can send an email to rpeat uh, at gmail.com. Okay. You know, I mean, I don't, you know, I, I'm not an expert here. You know, sure, I'm just sure. a guy. You know, I, I still have 50 pounds left to lose here. Sure. Um, so I'm, I'm going to be on this journey for, you know, another year or two. So will you come back and share some more success stories with us when you get to your goal? I'd be happy to. I think that would be really fun. We could ha- we could have like a little party on the internet. That'd be cool. Well, you know what? Maybe uh, my next my next big goal is uh, to run the Chicago Marathon in October. That would rock. Twenty six point two miles. Man. See, Brian Brian can run that thing in his sleep. <laughs> I think it's gonna. Uh, it's definitely gonna be a, a huge challenge. I'm actually quite intimidated after having set this as a goal, but I know I'll do it. I mean, I'll work you with will it. do it, and we'll be excited to to enjoy doing that. That's fantastic. So, very very cool. Well, thank you so much, Rick. Again, we'll be praying for you. You pray for us, and and thanks also for being such a great supporter of Taken with you and a great friend to to Amy and I. We really appreciate you very much. Oh, the feeling is very mutual. You guys have been awesome. Um, I I really appreciate the support you guys have given me over the past several years. So it's, it's my pleasure to support the podcast. And, you know, I mean, you have a great family. You have a great witness. Um, and people who live what they preach, that's a blessing. 
And so I, I applaud, I applaud that not only do you live what you preach, but you allow us to experience that with you. That's, that's, that's pretty awesome. Well, thank you very much. Well, God bless you, Rick. Thanks again. Thank you. So I thought that was a fun and exciting interview with our friend Rick Pete. What did you think, Amy? I thought it was great. Jade just jumped up on top of me here and thought it was great, too. Yes. Jade, Jade the dog. Jade the dog. She yes. didn't know what we we were just playing music there for a minute. Yeah, she got all excited because she thought, we're going to have fun now. There's music going. Yeah. Yeah. So that was really fun. Now, if, if people want to get a hold of us or comment on the program, we would love to hear from you. You can write to us. Rick at TakeHimWithYou.com is my email address. Or Amy at TakeHimWithYou.com. Do you ever get any emails from people? Um, Not very often. I have just a couple times. So Amy needs some emails from yeah. you. Usually, usually people will email you and then yeah. you will forward them to me. Yeah, I um, don't get a lot of emails. You know, just every once in a while. And we always love, love, love hearing yeah. from people. Sometimes it feels lonely. Yeah. But we have really cool podcasting friends and that's fun. So we get to talk yeah. to our cool friends, Alan Joyce and... Uh, my friend Jeff, and I get to talk to Rick, Pete, and get to talk to uh, Wayne, Marco and Wayne, Wayne Henderson. Henderson from the Fringe Casting. Mm-hmm. By the way, listen <laughs> to the Fringe Casting podcast. It rocks. And put your earphones in the correct way. That's right. Don't <laughs> That's put them in backwards. Story. <laughs> That's right. And, uh, of course, Trek's in sci-fi. Uh, we listen to, to Rico and... And talk to him on a regular basis. Mm-hmm. And just a lot of fun to talk to everybody and have such good friends. It's uh, very nice. Our, fr- our friend Sue, by the way, the Anomaly ladies did a really great uh, podcast on the, the show that I've been watching called Face Off, the makeup show mm-hmm. on the Sci-Fi Network. And uh, uh, Sue and I think um, Casey and I believe Sarah all did a supplemental on the oh. Anomaly feed. It's really and good. Was that just recently? Because I haven't recently. seen it on there yet. Yeah, I'll it's there now. It's download there. Download that for my yeah. for my iPod yeah. or iPhone so I can listen to that while I'm at yeah. work. Mm-hmm. So that's really good stuff. But uh, yeah, and it's a great time. And by the way, we want to say hi to our friend Shirley up in Canada. Mm-hmm. Shirley, hi, you're Shirley. awesome. And by the way, it's really cute. Um, I don't know if Al, not Al. Um, um, what do you wrote mean? Jeff Roney and oh, his wife yes. Colleen. I don't know if they're listening to our podcast, but if you are, um, our friend Shirley has been down at the waterfront, I think it is, where they are filming Once Upon a Time. Or parts of it. Parts of it. And has taken pictures of the yeah. the little cafe that they use in the in the show and um all that jazz granny's once Once upon upon a a time time fan fan podcast podcast. which is also another good one and you can look that up on itunes and it's it's a pretty um fun podcast if if you grew up like many of us listening to fairy tales that once upon a time show that's on is it abc abc 
Um, it's kind of about fairy we've, tales. We've talked and about stuff. it before. We're yeah, we've supposed talked to be about winding it. down. So anyway, um, it's kind of a fun show to watch. And if you listen to the podcast, it talks all about the show and the behind the scenes yeah. and stuff. So it's a lot of fun. Yeah. And then yeah. my my friend Kenny from California is doing another podcast. Not only does he do Knights of the Guild mm-hmm. and Mash four oh seven seven. And what else does he do? Well, anyway, I'm the newest, having a hard time. I, I know the newest one that up. he does is uh, the Alien Nation podcast. Mm-hmm. It's really cool. Sour milk and all. Yeah, it's really cool. He does yeah. it with his brother. It's really good. And then, of course, our friend uh, D'Angelis from over in the UK, mm-hmm. who does uh, the uh, Out of Range podcast. We're waiting for a new one. Hello, hello, Dan. New podcast please i know his computer blew up and he had to re- he had to fix it and then of course we have our great friend meds from over in the uk that does a podcast as well mm-hmm. called waffle on and yes. so uh, yeah we got all sorts we of cool. and if we hey look at, if we forgot any of you please don't shoot us or anything like that yes um, of course, there's my good friend Jeff from up in Canada who does uh, What's in Jeff's Basement and the Champ Podcast, and he's just really cool, too. But uh, if we forgot anybody, don't throw anything at us. We love you anyway. It's just spur of the uh-huh. moment talking about podcasts at the end of our show. Yeah, and you brought up Jen and Angela's, too. The Anomaly the Podcast Anomaly. rocks. They just, By the way, they just put out a video podcast of when they went to the, the RenFest and yeah, it's really, really cool. They narrate it as mm-hmm. they watch the video. Oh, and you know what? Alan Joyce did the same thing for Tales from the Mouse House. Uh-huh. They did the best video I've ever seen them do. And I just prefer this style. They went on a ride um, through the uh, Pirates of the Caribbean ride mm-hmm. and narrated it. Not They didn't narrate it while they were going through the ride, uh-huh. but after they got out of the ride. Or, yeah, right, and then they also did a really cool thing where they rode the monorail uh, monorail around Disneyland mm-hmm. and they commented on it. It was really good. It was felt like we were right there at Disneyland. So Well, I, I really want to watch that because I think they redid a bunch of the rides yeah. since I was there last. Yeah, 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 it's yeah. been Catherine's turning 16 and we went when she was 9. So, yeah, so it's been is it seven years ago? Wow. So yeah. Yeah. Okay. Well, let's we're we're, we're blathering on. Next mm-hmm. week we should have a great show for you. Not exactly sure who if we're going to have a guest next week or not, but I definitely know that it'll be fun and exciting. Yeah. So uh, stick around. Come back and say hi to us. We'd mm-hmm. love to hear from you again. If you feel like helping us out, we sure would appreciate any donation you could send our way. All you got to do is go to the takehimwithyou dot com. Click on the PayPal. Donate now button and send some some of your hard-earned cash our way, and we'll mm-hmm. put it to good use. We promise. Yes. Anything else? Um, only to say this has been a Moyer Multimedia LLC production, copyright 2012. All rights reserved. Very nice, dear. I was scared there for a second that I was going to say 2011, All but right. I got it right. Get ready now. Okay. Are you ready to go out running? Okay. Are you ready to go out running? Get ready, get ready, get get ready, get ready. ready. Now crank up your iPod to the highest it'll go and go for your run now. And we'll leave you with this. God bless everybody. Have a great, great week. We'll see you next week. (laughs) 